actually What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Um, so <laughs> my favorite on. movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host. It's your co-host, Corey. I was laughing before this. I'm sorry. This is Press Next Podcast. I'm sorry. I was trying to laugh during the intro. Hey. Tighten up. Tighten up, man. I gotta tighten up, man. Hold on, let's do it again, man. Hold on, I'm running for the top. Like, What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Ooh. And guess what? What? It's Halloween. This is Halloween. It is Halloween. A little Happy scary outside. Halloween. A little spooky outside. People came to work today all dressed up and stuff. It was fun. That's fun. Nobody yeah. dressed up in my office. Our student experience office came as Taylor Swift albums. Which one was the best one? Uh, I, ooh, that's tough. But I'm going to say, because it's very, like brand new, uh, my boy Blake came through. He was an anti-hero. That is true. Anti-hero. He was wearing a sweater. Corey sent a picture. He was wearing a sweater that says, it's me. Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm the, the problem, problem. It's me. me. Okay. And then he had a mask on with a cape. Yeah, so you that's know. That's pretty cute. That I was wish, lit. Yeah, I wish I would have. Um, I don't think that anything that I have in my closet right now is like work appropriate. So mm. it's Turn just the like AC on. too short. So Too short, bitch. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, anyway, happy Halloween. Uh, if you are new to our show, we are a show that talks about movies, documentaries, TV shows, uh, and the topics that kind of come from that. So yeah. welcome to the fourth wall if you are new listening. And if you've been here, man, we appreciate y'all, man, for thugging it out every single week, for hitting us up, for DMing us, for texting us, and and, and live texting us during the, um, the episode. Yeah, it's um, super fun. Yeah, it is, it is fun. I like when we get that engagement um, from our listeners. So if you are feeling like you would like to listen some more, uh, or be engaged some more. Let us know. You know what I'm saying? Reach yeah. out to us, please. And the best thing that you can do to, to support us. Now, I know that, you know, a lot of people out here ain't recession-proof. It's tough out here. It's tough. You get four things from the grocery store, $80. <laughs> so I get it. This is a way that you can support us without spending no money. Go on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom, and rate us, man. Give us a five-star. Give us a four-star. Um, and just give us a rating. If you really feel inclined, drop a, like a review. Mm-hmm. Leave us some. I love reading some, the reviews. Yeah, leave us some kind words, please. Another reason why I asked you to do this is because I swear Apple is messing up our numbers, and I put in a complaint to Apple. But I need to know that people are doing this so I can see. Because I've tested out a couple times, and Apple's being a little funny. Um, <clears throat> but you know, our goal is to get to at least a hundred by mm-hmm. the end of the year. So we are counting and dedicated to asking you all and. Making sure that we stay committed to what we're doing so we can get that. And you feel me? And you feel me? I feel like my mouth is juicy. Ew. You know what I'm saying? Gross. What's gross about my and mouth having since saliva? It is Halloween. That means we are two days away from Corey's birthday. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, I'm going to be 32. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'm going to be 32 on Wednesday. Turned up. 
my dad it's my dad's birthday as well so shout out to my pops uh we share a birthday for those of y'all who don't know <laughs> uh <clears throat> there's good memories you know what we talked about today in, our, in the meeting uh we were talking about what's um every every monday i have a meeting at work and we we typically start with what well, we used to shout out to uh my old boss elsie she used to she used to start with how are you doing but for real Mm-hmm. And so we would kind of go around, have like a little mini. It wasn't group therapy, but you mm-hmm. know we mm-hmm. we feel comfortable enough amongst each other to share our stories. And uh, my new boss, shout out Dr. Dr. Gardner, you know what I'm saying? She comes with new questions every week. Mm. And so this, the question this week was, "What's your favorite Halloween candy?" So I just dropped my top five, but I want to hear yours. Mm. My favorite Halloween candy? Mm-hmm. She gonna say candy corn in her top five too. I'm gonna punch her in her throat. I actually haven't had candy corn this year. I feel like I haven't done a lot of Halloween stuff, and that just makes me sad. I feel like time is just going by so fast. Um, well, that's hard to say because I feel like the candy that I like is Halloween candy, you know? So? But, give it to me. Top five. Uh, the caramel apple suckers. Uh, oh, them. Oh, they, they year round. Them fire. Why Those was them so not? Good. Oh man, I gotta. I might gotta change mine up. You just dropped in some new knowledge. Those are really good, and I think that I can only find those during the Halloween time. So, oh uh, no, nah, you can get them at the dollar store oh. all the time. Yeah. So that's what I like. Um, the Reese's pumpkins, of course. Of course, love those. Um, yeah, I would say those are my favorite. Two. I mean, I like all candy. So rank top five. Oh, um, you do like all candy, specifically the gummies. Yeah, and like the sweets, like Skittles, Mike and Ike's, um, Sour Patch Kids, Sour Patch Kids, Lifesaver gummies. <laughs> I'm really into like the fruity candy, mm-hmm. unless it's a Reese's. But I like a good Milky Way and Rolo. I ain't never seen you in my life eat a Rolo. I that mean, don't mean you don't like it. I don't just buy them all the time. That's what I'm saying. Don't but, mean you don't like it, but I'm just saying that's interesting. I've never, you learn something every, listen, we've been together for how how many years and we've been married for how many years and I learned something new. I had zero yeah. idea that you liked Rolos. I like Rolos. I like uh, cold Rolos. Cold? Mm-hmm. I am, wow. I feel like my mind is being blown right now. I also like frozen Reese's. Well, everybody, frozen chocolate and peanut butter is off the chain. So here we go. My top five, like Halloweens, is this. Number one is a tie. Hmm? Number one is a tie. Okay. Between anything Reese's mm-hmm. and Butterfinger. Okay. You know me. Yeah. I've I'm actually, like, you claim, this is another thing, you claim that Butterfinger is your favorite candy. I've never seen you eat a Butterfinger. That's a lie because you remember when we was back in Stillwater? And I was getting Butterfinger for like all of our little events and stuff. And I got Butterfinger for as a birthday present from Tanya and them. And a Christmas present. I had them all in the freezer for like forever. And I was eating a little Butterfinger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that now. I love me some Butterfinger, especially if you throw them in the... Uh, in the freezer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you used to have Butterfinger BBs? BBs? Butterfinger BBs. All right. <laughs> they was like, you just want to say the alliteration. Butterfinger BB. <laughs> anyway, first off, it was Bart Simpson, who was like the spokesperson for it or whatever. Mm. Um, and they're like little Butterfinger balls. So they came in a bag. Hmm. Looked the mugs up. 
I, I like Butterfingers. That's one of Granny's favorites. Shout out to Granny then. I knew she was. That's my. I knew that was my girl. I knew it. So I got Reese's and Butterfinger uh, tied for one. Behind that. Oh, I remember this yeah. with the Bart Simpson. I remember mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know why they stopped that, bro. They tripping. Uh, then they tried to come out with a new recipe and got trashed and went back to the old. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so people, I'm learning that there's a lot of fans of Kit Kats in this world. Yeah, Kaylee is a big Kit Kat girl. I'm, I like them. I'm just never saying, "Ooh, I want a Kit Kat," and I'm gonna grab a Kit Kat. You know? Yeah. I, when there's I, other options, I'll be liking stuff that people don't like. Like I like Take Five. I feel like people like Take Five. You had Take Five. What is that again? It's like a little pretzel. It got a pretzel in it and chocolate and peanut butter and all that like in one. I think I've had it once, maybe. I like a take five. Um, I don't eat candy with nuts in it. <laughs> like Snickers. I, I love me a Snickers. But you know what? As I've gotten older, I do like them. I think that I'm just in such a habit from my childhood of not eating them that I just don't pick mm. them now. Snickers is my brother's favorite. When we were kids... I would either get Skittles or Milky Way, and he would always get Snickers. Dang. Yeah, I'm getting Butterfingers, Reese's, and then right behind that, I'm getting peanut M&M's. Mm-hmm. Um, them, not peanut butter and not the caramel ones, the peanut M&M's. The mugs is fire. Then behind that, this is con- the take five. Mm-hmm. Controversial. If we're going just like the candies you're getting from people, payday. <laughs> don't know. Mm. I don't know nobody else that like paydays. I love I feel like that's a payday. An old person candy. I love payday, but I love peanut stuff. So if you're finding a theme, mm-hmm. if it got peanuts or peanut butter in it, I'm probably rocking mm-hmm. with it. I like a hundred grand. Have you ever had a hundred grand? No. Dang, hundred grand fire. Um, and then like I love Snickers. And then for the rest of it, I don't really care. So like the, so the um, the Kit Kats of the world, the Toblerones. Toblerones um, are good though. I don't know, man. Anything that got coconut in it, I'm deaf. That's at the bottom. Black licorice. Licorice. Katie like black licorice, y'all. <laughs> and my dad do too. Disgusting. Um, candy corn at the bottom. If I can, I like candy corn. If I can rid the earth of candy corn. I would do so. If I was standing outside and had a power, I'm ridding the earth of candy corn and wiping everybody's memory of candy corn too so nobody just started again. Oh my gosh. Um, and if somebody tries to invent it. candies, I like those. Laffy Taffy, uh, Sweet Tarts, Like Gobstoppers? Gobstoppers. They break your jaw. Bro, I think my new favorite candy, like it's always been Skittles. Them little nerds sweet, clusters? And then Milky Way for chocolate or Reese's and the nerds clusters. Them mugs fire. So they are good. fire. They be dropping them in their Sonic slushies and stuff. So good. Yeah, the the clusters is fire. They real sweet though, real sweet. They making my one cavity itch. <laughs> 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 but they good. We always go to the movies, and uh, that's one of our like movie snacks. Um, I hate getting tootsie rolls. I hate tootsie rolls. Okay, but you know the fruity tootsie rolls are so the good. the blue one. The blue one. No, the blue one's like coconut or vanilla. I like the blue one. I don't. I like the orange one. I like the orange, the green, and the pink. I don't think I've ever had the green or pink. They're so good. 
at work we had during pride month they had a different color bag they had like a rainbow right and a different color bag and inside of that bag if it was a green bag it was filled with just green, green candy yeah. and i would go and i would pick out the the sweet tootsie rolls what does that say about you i'm just joking. i'm choosy <laughs> i'm just joking man there's so much candy in the world man Anyways, this episode is not. It's not about, about candy. candy. I'm sorry. I wanted to just talk about uh, that question to see where you at because it's Halloween and yeah, that's what you're gonna eat. Uh, eat. Um, stay safe as always, or I hope you did stay safe as always. And y'all, don't eat all this candy. Um, remember, okay, I'm not the only person, or probably not the best messenger to be talking about like food, health, and everything else. Uh, but y'all don't be y'all need to be eating all that sugar. So <laughs> just do, moderation. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Did you have any candy today? Me? Yeah. I did not. Did you? I didn't either. It's kind of sad. I did have a lemon wafer from Trader Joe's. Oh. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It was a real thin We love wafer. TJ's. I know, because they be hitting and sometimes, like most times they hit. I feel like most times they hit and then the stuff they miss on, they really whiff. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, I had a little lemon wafer and like a little ginger cookie. It was good. Yeah. They had like a little party, a little lunch party. I, I went to, to vote today and they did ask me if I wanted candy when I was leaving. They were like, candy? And I said, no, thank you. Um, but <laughs> yeah. You said it in a high pitch voice? No, thank you. <laughs> Here's your uh, official notice that early voting closes on November 4th. So get out and vote. And then, of course, election day is November 8th. Mm-hmm. Speaking so. of election day. What have you been electing to watch on TV? I have been electing to watch Bachelor in Paradise. You've been watching a lot of BIP. Yeah, because it's eight hours a week. And you started a new show. What's it? Love, four, Love Island? Four Love, hours a week. You watch Love Island? Um, Love is Blind. Love Season is blind. three takes place in Dallas, which is super cool to watch because... You be seeing the places? We're in Dallas. Yeah, one of them was like right down the street from our apartment, one of the places they were what at. What was that? Uh, sundown at Granada. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right down street. And I was like, oh, cute. We drive past every day, <laughs> or at least once a week to fill um, up water. <laughs> but I've been watching that. I'm caught up on that. I am interested to see where this goes. The next episodes come out on Wednesday, your birthday. You got plans? You want to watch Love is Blind? No, but you can. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But I'm interested to see, like, Okay, if y'all have been watching and y'all want to talk about it, please message us because I have a lot of thoughts and I love to share my opinion. Um, I don't know if any of these couples will get married. I think there's like one or two that may say yes, but will it work out long term? I don't think so. Hell no. So. um, So even watching all the love shows. Yeah, Love is Blind. And then I caught up on... Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I've seen that. On the most recent season, I'm up to date. I haven't been up to date in a while. I always, like, miss 10 episodes and then catch up. But The last thing I remember, even though I know I'm further than this... You're so far behind. I know. I'm further than this, but the last thing I, like, vividly remember can, like, talk explicitly about this episode and stuff before mm-hmm. is the plane accident. <laughs> That's... The last thing I remember, like, wholeheartedly. Well, yeah, I don't know how you forget that episode. But, like, from there and before, I remember everything. Afterwards, it's dicey. 
all I can think about from that episode, well, not all I can think about, but the main thing I think about from that episode is like, it's such a sad episode, right? And you're so distraught. But the second time I watched it, I couldn't stop laughing at Christina. Mm -hmm. Everybody was just like, you know, in shambles and hurt and injured and Obviously, Christina was just in shock, but she was just running around saying, my shoe, I can't find my shoe. And I die laughing every time because there's actually people dead. And she's like, my shoe. Mm, I can't imagine. But I remember that. But yeah, you've been watching all them sap shows. But yeah, caught up on that. Um, and then we've been watching 911 and Abbott. Yeah, we just watched the Halloween episode of Abbott Elementary. Really funny. Hilarious. If you have not seen it, stop what you're doing and go see it. Really, really funny. Um, and that's about it. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh. Oh. I finished Tell Me Lies. Uh, how do you feel about it? Still feel lost? No. Yes and no. So I feel like Yo. the last episode brought a lot of stuff together and the whole time you're like oh yeah which part of me is like why did they string along the season and then give you everything in the last episode because then how would you doesn't that, that's how they're gonna make their money oh yeah whatever and then they ended it with you being like what the how did that happen so there can be like a second season? Yes, but the second season hasn't been greenlit yet, so that's still TBD. But it has to have a second season because WTF. I'm tired of them writing for a second season, man. Just write the show to end of one season, then if it go. It can be a limited series. That's that's what I don't understand about TV today is like everything has to be multiple seasons. Like there can be a limited series. We mm. don't need multiple seasons of everything. No, we don't. And you ain't going to remember it all either. I was, right. I was walking. I was um trying to find movies I wanted to watch. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. And I scroll past like my watch list. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, you know, like the watch again, you know, mm -hmm. every once in a while, Netflix or whatever, will bring up something you've watched in the past. Say mm -hmm. watch again. And I remember what show it was, but it popped up and I was like, I didn't watch this. And I clicked on it. I was like, dang, I did watch this. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I, like, if, no, if somebody would have said just a title, I would not have like recalled it. But if they would have started talking about it, I'm like, oh, I saw that. Mm, interesting. Which is, I don't know. I, I don't like that I'm getting there. CTE or <laughs> uh, over, over stimulation of information. information. Yeah. I'm hoping the latter. <laughs> Probably. We're, we're, um, yeah. We're being inundated. Inundated. That's what I was trying to I say, but I, I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to say the head. wrong word. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Rub that thigh real quick. Rub that, rub that calf. We're being inundated with information. Um, well, I'll tell you what I've been watching. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I've been watching How movies. I know. We might throw it back. Throw it back. Uh, hey, turn the AC on. Anyway, we've been watching movies. And uh, I don't know. I did a little three three movie run. I don't know how I did this, but Exorcism of Emily Rose, mm -hmm. Evil Dead, the remake. I didn't watch the old one. Never seen it. I like the old one, and actually, <laughs> I wasn't too mad at this at the remake. Okay, I wasn't mad at it. I I don't know if I would ever. It's just very creepy. 
Mm. Um, so it's it's the perfect type of scary Halloween movie because it's just like super duper creepy. Okay. Um, even though, so you know what you're getting, if that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I watched The Exorcist, and y'all, let me tell you something. Katie wasn't here for this. But I don't play no games, okay? When a sign happened, a sign happened. Y'all know me. I talk about this all the time. I don't play. So I'm in the house by myself. I got the, I started earlier in the day to watch The Exorcist. Now, mind you, I told y'all last episode, I haven't seen The Exorcist in a while. And it's one of the movies you just don't watch all the time. Like, you watch it, and you remember why you don't watch it for years? Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's scary as hell, right? Mm-hmm. There's something about The Exorcist, like the movie The Exorcist. The movie in itself... It's an old movie. Like, it should not be this scary, right? Right. It is terrifying. And here's why. It's just little stuff like this. Something about the movie just really feels a little too too real. But also, I'm watching the movie and I came home. I was like, all right, cool. While I'm doing this other stuff, I'm going to put on The Exorcist while the light is still outside. And, you know what I'm saying, finish what I'm doing in the house. Right. And I turn on The Exorcist. I've been watching The Exorcist for about 20 minutes. Now, mind you... Our PlayStation, I got a PlayStation 4, y'all. <clears throat> My PlayStation has been messing up a little bit. But the way it's been messing up is that it will completely freeze and you'd have to restart the PlayStation. So this was not a PlayStation thing. I'm watching The Exorcist. I get up and I turn around to get my phone. For some stupid reason, I plug my phone in on the charger on the counter and not by the charger by the couch. Because I could have just plugged it in by the couch. But maybe because I knew I was going to be moving around, I plugged in on the counter. I went to charge faster. Mm-hmm. So my back is to the movie. Now, if y'all have seen this movie, this is like the first part where she first like gets possessed or whatever. And she's making all these wild noises. The priest or whatever, the the the, the therapist just left the house. So she upstairs screaming. So it's really loud. She, ah! you know, like, <laughs> like really loud. Because it's an old movie, you know, audio is right. terrible. So it's loud, loud, loud. And I'm texting, I'm texting, I'm texting. And... I get lost in a text message because I'm really reading like this long message or whatever. And halfway through the text message, I'm like, yo, why is it quiet in here? Like, this is a loud part. It should be like very loud. It was just loud. Like, why is it quiet? Mm-hmm. I turn around, y'all. The Exorcist is not playing. Not only is it not playing anymore, it's on the like, would you like to play this movie screen? Like, it just randomly went back out to the other part of the app. Mm-mm. I said, oh, we not doing that. Nope. <laughs> your boy put on yep. Rush, <laughs> rush Hour. Do yeah, it. your boy put on Rush Hour. We going to keep it a buck. I put on Rush Hour. It's like, I, hey, I'm not watching this, man. That'll do it. And so I finished it the next day at work because I figured, you know, I'm at work. Maybe that's a safe place. I don't mm-hmm. see any juju there. You know, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, if y'all don't know, there were so many things that happened surrounding the filming of that movie really yes um well while you were talking i was looking it up because i was i couldn't remember if i had ever watched it before but i don't think so but one it was released december 26th what a creepy movie to release on right after christmas Yeah. yeah and then um did you know that it is one of the most profitable horror movies ever made with $441.3 441.3 million dollars. Um That's no. Crazy. I did not, but I can see that because it is ridiculous. People believe that movie is cursed. Got 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, who all died then? Well, they said there's nine cursed deaths. 
nine people. Now, most of these, I, I believe, occurred after uh, the filming. And I think like five of them didn't even make it to um, to release. So this one says, here we go. I'm going to read them off real quick. Jack McGowan. Sorry if I butchered that. The actor died tragically before the film was, was released of complications of influenza mm-hmm. that he contracted in London um, during a flu ep- epidemic. Here we go. So that was him. Sorry, Jack. The dude that played Dr. Klein, Barton Heyman. Barton died a few years later after uh, the film was released due to heart failure. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, the girl who played... uh, What? The leading actress. The possessed child who was once 12-year-old sweet and innocent little girl ended up uh, killing her friends and family. Hmm? What? Who? No, in the film. Oh. <laughs> in the film. You know, I'm talking about her. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. Hold on, man. Another dude died after the film was released um, of a heart attack. Uh, another person died before the film was released from natural causes, whatever that means. The the person who voiced the demon or whatever Ew. died of natural causes. Um, Jason Miller died of a heart attack. He he lived on a, a little bit further, so he didn't die right afterwards. Um, there's another person who died recently who was 90, but there were like um, accidents on set and stuff that people like feel like they can't explain and everything like that. So they said the movie was cursed, and I don't know. Um, but all I know is that it is just it is just eerily creepy. And mm-hmm. after watching it again, I'm like, I'm just not. It'll be a long time before I watch it again. It is very much so a classic. Um, and I feel like you kind of have to move in and have to watch it. And it set forth all of the kind of type of exorcist films you get now. Mm-hmm. So with all of the entire kind of conjuring um, um, universe, because they have a whole universe, um, with the movie that just came out now, what was it called? Pray for the Devil or something like that. Yeah. Um, all of these things are kind of set up because of this movie. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm just not going to watch it. Demon stuff scares me. It really does. And, and I feel like they, they really went over the top with this movie. And it was so long ago. Yeah. And it, it still the stands the, te- the, the test of time now. And I'm sure people go to the, the stairs, the famous stairs that are in Georgetown, uh, and try to like, you know, walk up the stairs, take pictures. You're not going to find me doing that <laughs> at all. I'm not even trying to accidentally roll up on them stairs. Yeah. What you mean? Creepy. Yeah, the the music behind the creepy, all of that stuff. Um, but recently what I've been watching, and this came from a meeting too, was about um, cults. And that's what we said we we're going to talk about this week, right? Yeah. It was about like cults and stuff like that. Um, about the Nexium cult. Did you watch mm-hmm. the episode? I did. Okay. So here we go. Let's get into it. Let's, Let's jump into it. Let's get into it. Can you get either give it, me yeah. a synopsis or how you feel about it? Oh, I feel like I feel about most cults or cult adjacent things is when you prey on insecure people or maybe not even insecure, but you prey on vulnerable people. And I don't know, the whole thing was the whole thing was messed up and watching, you know, what these 
people had to go through and these young women especially and how they were preyed upon was so disgusting. It was like a personality cult, right? Like it yeah, was, it was like, like a multi-level marketing. Um, right. It was billed as like we can you you can take control of your life and make your life better. Right. 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 Which like I feel like yeah, which I, is why I feel like it's preying on vulnerable people. A hundred percent. Because I feel like that's a lot of what like cults in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that the I, I thought to myself, would I ever be caught in a cult? And then I started thinking, like, who are these people who are going to cults? And I looked up an article, and maybe we can lead with that. I looked up an article that said, 10 things to know about the psychology of cults. So we'll, t- we'll, we'll use it for Nexium, but I want you, because I'm sure you know about a cult in general. I want you to think about the cult that just stands out to you and see if these things are kind of true or if you see them in the research that you have done. So the first one said, cults are attractive because they promote an illusion of comfort. Do you feel that that is true? Yeah. Right? I feel like we desire comfort and we're always looking for like groups. And we see that on a typical basis with anything, whether it be like religion or uh, fraternity, like Greek life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just who we even, who we surround ourselves with. I'm a huge sports fan. I want to be around other Eagles fans when the Eagles play. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm that comfort of being around like-minded people is amazing. I grew up going to a church camp called Kids Across America. Shout out to KAA. Um, you know. Anyway, um, and it's very easy. To, it's very easy. Come on now. You're throwing me off. You're throwing me off now. Come on. You need to tighten up. Y'all, I can't tell y'all what just happened, but Katie need to tighten up. I can't stop giggling. <laughs> anyway, I went to a church camp and I used to always say it was so easy being a Christian at the camp. Can you stop? <laughs> Look at this, man. Why are you laughing? I can't stop giggling. She laughing, y'all. Let me tell y'all why. I'm in my undies and I, it got a hole in it. Is that what she's laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, no, but I agree with you. I always felt like that at church camp too where it's like so easy to be a certain thing when you're surrounded by those people. And they always say at church camp too, like the hard part comes when you're no longer surrounded by Christians all the time. A hundred percent. So I feel like, but that's easy. So if we're checking off, um, if this is a list of top 10 things that do you fit that? So both of us fit number one, you saying that and number one would be, it's attractive because they promote the illusion of comfort. Yes. Okay, so here we go. Ding, ding, ding. Number two, cults satisfy the human desire for absolute answers. I love this one. Okay, tell me why. Because I, I wholeheartedly, this is a box I won't check. There are, I'm 100% accepting that things, that there are some things I will never understand. Yeah. That I won't understand. That that li- we don't live in a life of absolutes. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And even though my personality, I want to know the answer of everything to everything. If I had the answer, I'd be like, if I knew that there was an answer to everything, I feel like I'd be looking at it kind of sideways. Or like, life just wouldn't be fun. Life yeah. is, you know. Life is. If you had all knowledge, it would not be fun at all. Because part of the fun is the thrill of not knowing or having to figure out. 
the game, the puzzle, the competition within your own mind. Yeah. But there are so many people out there who are searching for this has to be the, this is the only answer. This is the only way. I feel like this is something this, that is not going to check my box, but it might check yours. This is the way. This is the way. Um, <laughs> do you feel like if this was like on a spectrum of this, if this selection was on a spectrum, are you closer to checking the box or further away? Like if I had no knowledge on it at all? No, I mean like, so the first box we checked because we both think that we can get caught with the illusion of comfort. Yeah. Could you get caught for the desire for absolute answers? Probably. Okay. So you got two checks. I got one. I know. I'm just trying to be no, honest. Okay. No, I thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the vulnerability. Here we go. Number three, those with low self-esteem are more, those with low self-esteem are more likely to be persuaded by a cult environment. Absolutely. Why is this? Explain it more. Because um, that's what I mean by vulnerability is, or like vulnerable people, people with low self-esteem, they want something to make them feel better. And people with low self-esteem, I used to have terrible self-esteem. I feel like it's gotten better as I've gotten older. But even in those times when I feel very less than, or when I feel a low self-esteem, it makes me want to do whatever I can to feel better or to fit in or to feel like I belong and have a sense of belonging. I'm about to say we, that, that sense of belonging is so strong for some so people. So strong. And I don't care what people say. I don't care if people say, I don't care what people think about me or you that do doesn't to go into level. effect or, you know, I don't need people's approval. Like that's human nature. You do to a certain extent. To a certain level. Yeah, to a certain extent you do. Yeah. And somebody was talking about I'll TikTok about this. I should have played this, talking about how um, so sometimes people of one gender or whatever will say, oh, if the world was just all men, you know, it'd be easier. If the world was all women, it'd be easier. And I'm like, yo, you recognize we'd be having the same issues with each other? Mm-hmm. And especially if the... I mean, it's just, it's just interesting to see, right? Because, like, what causes the low self-esteem... And then, like, who, there's so much competition going on that, that it's even hard even then. Yeah. So, I feel like that plays. For me, I don't, I don't think that I would get caught with the low self-esteem. Like, that wouldn't, like. Yeah. I don't necessarily think at this age, if I would fall into that, I don't know if I would check that box, but I, I 100% I can see how people can. think that yes. that's a thing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. No, it definitely Cause is. Because I feel like I've gotten to an age and to a point in my life where I feel like, of course, I still care what people think of me, but it doesn't affect me like it used to. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. willing to sacrifice myself to make someone like me. Facts. I feel you um, 100%. I'm... I'm I've definitely been there. Yeah, you and have. And it's getting even worse sometimes. I just be like, y'all don't really... It is what it is, man. You love me or you don't love me. That doesn't give me the license to be an asshole. What I'm saying is, I'm going to be a genuine and nice person. And there's not going to be some people who like that. And that's okay. My job is not to win them over, right? I'm not True. a shepherd trying to leave the 99. You're not <laughs> You're not in my flock. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just out here living just like y'all. All right, here we go. That was number three. What about number four? Would you be, would you succumb to love bombing? Because the new recruits are love bombed. 
and you can kind of see this in the way of, of low self-esteem, right? Somebody yeah. who doesn't feel like love. they're getting a lot of love. Or attention, yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, you get none, and then everybody's just love-bombing you. Because you know how it is. Mm-hmm. It's like the... um. And I hate this. I, I, okay, first and foremost, I have nothing against fraternity and sorority life, but I'm just going to use the imagery. Do you know how the recruitment videos be looking online? Yeah. You you trying to tell me if I'm somebody who don't get no love or attention, and I walk in and it's all these girls just just loving on me, all these dudes just loving on me, oh, that that wouldn't friends. be attractive. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's attractive. I'm like, dang, I just feel all the love here. I want to be here because people just love me. Yeah. Now, we know about cults and kind of what happened with Nexium and every and every other cult. You love bomb until you like a member member. Yeah. And you start and then you start getting taken until advantage of. Until there's no way out. Yeah. And then you like, we don't give a I'm gonna start humu- like humiliating you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but love bombing, I think I could um I'm not gonna lie here. I think if combining the low the low self-esteem with love bombing for me, for sure. I'll definitely get caught. For sure. For <laughs> I'll sure. get caught. And, um, yes, people, and I feel the same way about, like, people out here cheating and stuff. This is the same way. You you connect some love bombing with some low self-esteem, and you got a recipe. Now, this says women are more likely than men to join a cult. Why do you think that is? Because I feel like women have lower self-esteem. Mm. And I feel like it's because... There's so there's so much more societal pressure on women than there are than there is men. Not saying that there's not societal pressure on men, but for women, it's all about looks and it's all about um perf- status. status and like performance. So, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you offering? How do you look? You know. And so I think that that is coupled with low self esteem. And these women just want some kind of sense of belonging. I feel you. This says, according to various research, women make up a whopping 70% of cult members. That doesn't surprise me. Now, there are different trains of thought. Some people think that women simply attend more social gatherings, either religious or otherwise. Yeah. Which that's fair. That's fair, too. Yeah. Um, So that makes them statistically more likely to join a group. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like there's definitely... Um, more than one reason. And mine is just like, I guess, my perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, women go to more groups. Women are more social, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, women are more likely to try something new. I feel that. I feel that too. There's a lot of different perspectives. So what Somebody say? else says, yeah. Somebody else says, um, it's the fact that women are oppressed for much of human history, so they're more comfortable being under authority figure. Some mm-hmm. people think that's a crock of, uh, you know what? I mean, psychologically, though. It could be a thing. Some Somebody said, Emma Klein, the author of the best-selling cult-themed novel, The Girls, theorizes that young women are often taught to seek the attention of men and wait for the rescue. So joining a cult, says Klein, is the way for many like the, young women to feel as if they are seizing their destiny. Like a damsel in distress. Exactly. It may also be more likely for a woman to join a cult when she is greeted by other women who are in part of the group, right? Yeah. So Friends. Yeah, they bring you in. Women tend to feel safe around other women. So it would make sense that the majority of the people are women. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad because they are often a part of a group where it is man-led and they end up being victimized. The women? Yes. Yeah, like in Nexium. 
100%. The wildest part about Nexium to me was when they got her to get branded and it was the guy's initials. Mm-hmm. They did that to several people. I know. And the craziest part to me also, <laughs> like that is wild. The other wild part is that the person who was black, like getting all this information. So essentially in the documentary, it shows that it's from this one woman's point of view and her experience. And she was an actress Uh and they got her to take a nude photo, to write letters to people in her family, telling them how much she hates them. Um, And all of this like, stuff that could be used as blackmail right so they made her do all of this and then they had it on file that way if she ever tried to leave they could use it against her ruin her career ruin her relationships all that stuff and i know you're thinking like well why did she do that in the first place but the episode shows it goes into how they better progress detail. Yeah, yeah they they said stuff like it's it only started out like um um if you in order to stay on the good diet or whatever you would you know, eat food and then go to the gym. But if you ate a certain food, you had to stay at the gym too long. Or you had to go to the gym every day. And if you missed a day, then you couldn't eat a meal. You know, like it's little mm-hmm. stuff like that. Really, it's supposed to be a punishment system so that, to, to hold you accountable. To hold you accountable that's and how to they test framed your it. willpower. Yeah, that's how they and framed like, it. The, sh- the more you can test your willpower, the stronger you are as a person. And remember... This is a group about self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that is e- equated to self-improvement. But the thing that got me was that the person who was blackmailing her, the person who told her she was going to get a tattoo, but it ended up being an actual branding and not like a hot iron that they stuck on her skin. They had like a soldering iron mm-hmm. and they were carving into her with a she said soldering took 40 iron. minutes. Yes. And it was a woman holding her there, a woman who she trusted. And this woman put her through all of this. That's what disgusted me out of the whole thing. But that's what it was just saying right there. They felt more comfortable and safe around other women. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't always trust other women. All right. The next one says many cult members have rejected religion. How do you feel about that one? Like traditional religion, mainstream religions. Hmm. That one's actually a little interesting to me because I feel like most cults are based on religion, on like fundamentalist religions um, or some kind of. I feel like their makeups, I feel like the ones that we hear, they are, right? But if you look at like the active cults out there, um, I would, I would actually say, I would actually oppose that. Really, I think that their tenants, the way they, the way they build their um, um, foundation and their formation, is very re- religious. Like, meaning, they may not say that I'm a follower of Christ, but they will frame that the leader will frame themselves as a Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. As I am the one that has all the information. Yeah. Um. And so, effectively, the person goes from a rejected mainstream religion to really just another form of it. Yeah. And so, it's very familiar to them. But interesting. And, you know, once you kind of, um, if you have been extra religious and you've kind of defunct from that, 
you're searching for something, right? That's probably like your your most vulnerable state. That's true. Um, cults maintain their power by promoting an us versus them mentality. Yeah. This is this I feel is, like I feel like that's the pinnacle. Right. And and to uh, uh which is also why I liked um American Horror Story when they did the cult season. Mm-hmm. And it was America. Yeah. Because that's how the politics are in America right now. That's Everything true. you listen to, the left saying something about the right and the right saying something about the left. It's us versus them. Yeah. And the thing about it is most of us are moderate and or you probably know people, if whatever side of the aisle you stand on, you probably know people who are on the other side that you really enjoy and love. Mm-hmm. So is it really us versus them? No. But they that's what they promote. And that's what these cults promote too. It is our way and everybody else is trying to take our way away from us. Mm-hmm. Remember the Roshnishis? The Roshnishis. You know what I'm saying? Cult leaders are masters at mind control. This facts. is facts. And people are always like, well, I don't know how they do that. He just, de-. listen, it could be anybody. They got mind control over Debo. Over Debo. <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they are good. They slick. They know how to tap in. Yeah. We talk about the love bomb and getting you in there and then, and then giving you some purpose, right? We make you a member. We give you a little bit of purpose. Every single cult leader is like that. I'll give you a little bit of purpose. You do this and then you feel like, I got to get you to the part where you feel like this. I've never felt more fulfilled in my entire life. I finally found my purpose here. I'm doing everything that I need. Our needs are being met. I'm loving on these little kids and they're learning and this is great. I've never felt like I'm in a place where I can totally just be me except Mm -hmm. here. Once you are there, I've got you. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what the that's what the leader's saying. Yeah. Because the next thing he's going to be saying is, well, we got to keep things in-house. We need you to be celibate because sex is not great. Sex is going to take your mind off of other stuff. Right. And the only person you need to be having sex with is me. Is, yeah. Ugh. You need to get away from your husband. He's going to, you know, he's going to lead you astray. Husbands, get away from your your wives. That, that. That little, got some power. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to get away. That's why they're master manipulators, man. Golly. I wonder how many of them are Scorpios. All of them. No, Don't do that. They probably- I want to see what this guy was. That's a good question. Uh, Keith Rainier. Now, they do this by different ways, though, right? So sometimes it's public humiliation. That's what NVIDIA did. Or Nexium, NVIDIA. That's what Nexium did, right? It's public humili- humiliation, which is what he did with. What is he? Scorpio? Leo, ain't he? No. He's a Virgo. Virgo's groove. So they can do it by public humiliation. That's what Nexium did. He made sure that he got nudes of everybody in these letters so that it would be, you know, you'd be humiliated. Uh, Self-incrimination, right? This is when, like, the, the, the members would, like, send the cult leader like confessionals or whatever yeah you know and 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 let them know their their fears and mistakes i feel like jim jones did this a lot yeah um and he can use them statements they can use the statements to like publicly shame them yeah against them of course there's brainwashing which i feel like that's what people like a lot of cult leaders do uh you know repeat various lies and distortions until members find it difficult to distinguish between reality and cult life what the heck does that sound like is that an ant there's an ant on my mic oh. <clears throat> sorry i lost it 
a lost jumped on me. You're going to get bit later. Um, but yeah, so brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Cult leaders. This is just wild. Just I need y'all to listen to this real slow, real quick. I might repeat it twice. Cult leaders are known to repeat various lies and distortions until members find it difficult to distinguish between reality and cult lies. I'll say it again. Cult leaders are known to repeat various lies and distortions until members find it difficult to distinguish between reality and cult lie. Do you feel like y'all been lied to and distorted? (laughs) By politicians? Yes. (laughs) I was like, where are you trying to go? Here we go. Paranoia. By all politicians. So what's paranoia? To maintain a false sense of comfort. Cults often rely on paranoia tactics. Remember when Jim Jones was doing this, where he uh, would blare on the um, speakers and stuff 24 hours a day and everything like that and uh, make sure that people felt like they were being spied on by each other and stuff like that. So you want to kind of stay in line, right? That's a way to stay in line because you don't know who's going to say what to who and then it's going to be an issue. Yeah. So the interesting thing is that most cult members do not know that they're actually in a cult. This is the hard part. This is that echo chamber. Yeah, and the um, where people just think that this is something that's great for them, and they tell their family about it, and their families are like, "Uh, yeah, like yo, red flag, red, red flag, a bunch red of red flag. flags." <laughs> Let me tell you about this, and then what do they think? Because they've already been brainwashed. They they're think like, that this no, just against them. exactly. Now my family's against me. I knew you wouldn't understand. You'd never understand. You just have no goals for yourself. Zero. <laughs> then it becomes a, but see how you went from learning different outcomes from different people and having perspectives to thinking that if somebody has a different thought than you, then they're against you. Again, mm-hmm. us versus them. Yeah. Again, distortion and lies. Like you have been manipulated. You've been manipulated. If you get to the point of your life in general, in general, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you're in a cult. My point is that there's a problem if your immediate reaction is that they're they're just they. Of course, they don't believe me. They wouldn't believe me, and you you can't even fathom that there's an, a differing perspective. Yeah, it's just the other it's like side's the fault. All or nothing. Yes, you get to that black and white. There's an issue. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent of the time. Sorry to break it down to you. Um, but whether it's like a cult or a relationship or relationships or, or political or work or um, social media, whatever it may be, if you get to a point in your life where you are failing to see that there's a other perspective than yours, it's, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a problem. Look yourself in the mirror. There's a problem. We can help you. I promise that we, we can. And we're not above this. We are not above approach. Here we go. Cult life can have a dangerous and last, lasting effect. Of course, we know this. Of course. Of course, we know this. I am. Um, what cult has um, caught your eye the most? Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> What's caught yours? So I'm not going to lie and say that like they've never caught my eye because they always have. And then also because, again, my background is in psychology. We studied serial killers and we studied cults because everybody wants to know, you know, get inside the mind of a cult. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. It's not 
about getting inside the mind of a cult leader as much as it is understanding how somebody can get there. Here's a perfect example. I'm going to say Jim Jones in Jonestown. Yeah. Right? Let me tell you why, even though there's a bunch of them. And, I, and even like Rashnishi, they're all kind of the same. When we get to the fact of how blissful could it be to have, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to spin it for you real quick too. Okay. Watch where I'm going. Okay. How blissful could it be to have a group of people who are like-minded, who are living sustainably on their own away from everybody else? That would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. If you can do that without having somebody at the helm who needs to give all the direction and get all the glory, it would be amazing. It would be, ama- it would be a utopia. Everybody's chasing utopia, right? That's fact. Yeah. Okay, everybody's chasing utopia. Here's what scares me, and we're seeing it in real time right now. And I don't think y'all, I'm about to blow your mind, and I don't think that y'all are paying attention to this. And I am by no way saying that this person is a cult member. Here's all I'm trying to tell you right now. There is somebody in the press right now where this is playing out word for word, bar for bar. Who is it? Kanye West. Oh, I was like, is this a trick question? I feel it's like Kanye. I'm going to say the wrong it's name. Kanye. You're going to be like, what? Let me tell you why. <laughs> Let me tell you why it's Kanye. Kanye already has built up his platform of fame and followers. There are people who will follow Kanye to the depths of hell. And gasoline draws. Am I lying? No, that's true. Okay, now, now hear me out. Kanye has already been projected as the outcast in a lot of different circles. He doesn't, he's not married anymore. He ran for president, but he didn't win president. Um, you know, everybody, now he's getting kind of scapegoated for his anti-Semitic uh, remarks as he should. And so he's being isolated and outcast. What has Kanye already built? What, what foundation does Kanye already have? Think about the think about the formation of a cult. Think about the foundation of a cult. We were talking about it earlier. What does he already have? Followers. Beyond a follower. Beyond followers. What else does he have? He has land, right? Oh yeah. He has a farm, right? He has Donda Academy, which is a school. I was gonna right? say Donda Academy. What yeah. else does he have that's bigger than all of this? Influence. He has a church. Oh, yeah. Wait, he has a church? Sunday service. Oh, I didn't think that that was like a church. I thought it was he just like a... He has a whole church. A moving church at that. Huh. I didn't think that that was like an actual church. I just thought it was like a worship center. No, he it moved around. It move, it's a moving church. A living, moving, breathing church. Preaching doctrine and everything else with a full choir and everything. You don't, that man is, and then what just came out last week that he um, filed patents or not patents, but trademarks for, for a bunch of different names that sound like he wants to build a, like Donda land or whatever, where everything is sustainable where he goes on a farm and people can live out there and live by themselves and they can learn their own stuff and be disconnected from society. But he's been saying that because remember a couple years ago, maybe it was last year or the year before he was on Joe Rogan talking about that, about how he wanted to get into hydroponics. Right. It's fine. If he want to do it, he not just talking about him no more. 
I haven't listened to anything he's been saying recently. Exactly. It, I'm telling y'all right. And I, this is coming from a person, full disclosure, who absolutely loved Kanye. I'm like grieving Kanye. I love Kanye. I guess I just don't know to what extent he's been saying stuff. Because I have, like, after the whole... Slavery was a choice? No, no, no. After the whole Pete and Kim situation, I just completely stopped keeping up with anything that he was saying or doing. Because it was exhausting. It was the election for me. <laughs> it was the it was that for me, which really started. I was like, I, man. But now, once we got where he's at right now... I'm really off Kanye, y'all. Like, again, I, I'm not going to front a lot of y'all. I would still listen to his music. When Kanye songs come on now, I turn them. Yeah. I turn them. I can't. I cannot. And people are trying to come up with their own theories and this, that, and the third. You out here talking about George Floyd and you getting sued by their uh, family, as you should. He just got all the recipe right now to go off and for people to follow him. And he become, cause now, and he's also what, everything he say is like, oh, this is God's will. This is what yeah. God wants. This is that. So, like philosophical. Right. And people think he's so genius and he's not. It's true. But it's people who will put on gasoline draws and, and follow him to the depths of hell. That saying is funny. So, I, I mean, anyway, I wanted to bring that up. Because it just hit me just now in this conversation. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm reading all this stuff. And this sounds like Kanye West. No, that's wild. Um, I think, obviously, the Manson family. Okay. That's, like, super crazy to me. And they then, wild. I don't know if FLDS was, like, considered a cult. It's on that, that show that I sent you? Uh-huh. It's, like, episode seven. Okay. Because I didn't know if it was, like, technically considered a cult, I don't think so but I don't think so either but I'm very fascinated by the fundamentalists I feel you I'm finna watch all them episodes because they do everything but they're not the the, yeah. the show that I sent Katie is a Hulu show it's not just it's called cults and extreme beliefs extreme beliefs yeah and I think yeah. that I actually might be like more intrigued by the extremism rather than like the cult the, yeah, right right like not the non-crossover if that makes sense yeah so they have um sorry i'm pulling it up yeah pull it, up, pull it up pull they it up. have um so they have nexium jehovah's witness children of god united nation of islam world peace unification sanctuary 12 tribes, FLDS, and they talked to some of the survivors of these groups. Other groups, yeah. It's a pretty interesting show if you want to watch. It's on, it's on Hulu. Every episode is something different. Yeah, cults and extreme belief. Very interesting. You want to play a game? Ooh, let's play a game. I only got one question for you. Okay. All right, here we go. Let me pull it up real quick. What is a cold open? A cold open? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say a cold open is where 
There's not a lot of information given in the intro. So you don't really know what's going on and then it cuts to the story. I was debating if I was going to give you this or not, because you're somewhat on the, as you always are, you're somewhat on the path to uh, enlightenment. Okay. <laughs> to, to, to keep along with the theme of the I was about to cults. say that sounds cold. You're on, the, you're on the path to enlightenment. A cold open is a narrative technique used in television and film. It is the practice of jumping directly into a story at the beginning of the show before the title sequence or opening credits are shown. Oh, okay. This happens all the time, specifically in dramas and stuff like that and comedies. Mm -hmm. The Office is like known for their cold opens. Yeah. Where you just, you know, if you're watching TV, if you're watching the program how it normally is, when the show starts, there's no whatever, you're right into it. Yeah. There's no title. There's no... there's no opening credits. There's Law and Order's big on that. Well, yes and no, because sometimes they'll have like the the credits at the bottom of who's going to be in the episode. You know what I mean? And that wouldn't that technically isn't going to be the cold open. Does that make sense? Sometimes it's the parkour scene, parkour, mm-hmm. cold open. Okay. Like it's before everything. It almost feels jarring like you're just automatically in the episode you're like damn i ain't gonna warm up no nothing no but yes like so um for shows like that you want to get to the episode and then you can play the the title card okay you know and then we'll be in it but we want to get into it so shows like s for you for sure um sometimes soap opera but uh, soap operas but basically i feel like all comedy shows right now definitely do that yeah brooklyn 99 all the time mm-hmm. i love that show every once in a while movies will do it but I don't be seeing a lot of movies that do cold yeah. openings. No, I don't either. At least I don't be paying attention to it if it does. Um, anyway, good, good, uh, good try. You was about Thank halfway you. there, but I wanted to use my damn, damn, <laughs> damn. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get up out of here, man. I, you know what I'm saying? We got things to watch, people to meet, and a birthday to have. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Spooky, spooky haircut. Stop it. <laughs> Now that it's getting a little bit colder outside, you know, you may be curled up watching more TV. The sun's going to start going down a Mm -hmm. little bit earlier. Turn the AC on. Um, Anytime you're watching TV and it asks you, are you still watching? Always Mm -hmm. press next. Bye. See y'all later. Bye.